0: Hello and welcome to Earth Medicine Podcast, your daily medicine for inspired living. My name is Alexia and I am sharing stories, motivations and wisdom from Mama Earth and her change makers. I am so excited you're here with me today. Now tune in and listen. Hello and welcome to Earth Medicine Podcast. Today I feel so blessed and honored to be sitting here in the middle of the Balinese rice patties with my dear sister Victoria from Victor Yoga. Victoria and I have been quarantined here for the past two months and over the months of practicing together and inspiring each other I failed to share her work because it has become such a beautiful inspiration
1: for me as well. So welcome Victoria. Mm, Thank you so much, Alexia. I'm so excited to be here and also to spend this time here with you. It's been such a beautiful journey (laughs) so far. Yes, I
0: feel so blessed
1: too.
0: Today I want to dive right into the core of your work, which is of female nature, right? So you work (laughs) with female with women only and your mm. offerings are for women so you teach women self-care practices and retreats and you teach them all around the world and I want to know why.
1: why what has
0: inspired <laughs> you to work with mm. women only on female bodies and
1: what is the intention behind that such a beautiful question. Because um, I started, you know, my first teacher training was in Ecuador, and I started with Ashtanga Vinyasa, and it was like such a very different um, practice that I'm that I learned um, from what I'm teaching right now and practicing right now, and um, it's been a journey, <laughs> a journey of ups and downs, and going from from South America to Asia and to India and to Bali, and to realizing, oh wow. Um, like the yoga that I'm practicing the yoga that I'm teaching just does not really have answers for for questions women have, in what and what were your answers yes <laughs> 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 no, i I also have to just maybe tell a little bit more because I was working in a in a retreat center in the north coast of Bali and you know we had mostly women there like I would say 80 90% just like in all yoga studies in all places in the Western world it's like mostly women um, Mm. practicing yoga and coming to learn more about yoga and going on that deep journey within Um, and so many mm, menstrual related not just with the menstrual cycle but cycle related problems I would say life cycle and menstrual cycle related problems of living anti cyclically Mm-hmm. I would say, is, um, is what could be one, um, one example of what it means to work with women. Because women function, like all humans function in cycles, but women have this inherent cycle that um, just determines everything, their whole life. And if we try to practice every day, for example in Ashtanga, if we just practice every day the same practice like it's supposed to be six times like six series we do every day another series then there's a day off and then we practice again and it's always the same practice and we just we're so violent against our female nature because our bodies need different things throughout the whole month and um and this was missing so much and also so many other aspects of you know looking at a female pelvis at the female body at the female energy body it's just very very different from men and as men has been uh, or yoga has been such a mainly male dominated practice mm-hmm. this was left out in my opinion for such a long time and still is nowadays so in your offerings in your yoga classes you mm-hmm. teach
0: women to connect with their cycles and the different mm-hmm. stages over mm-hmm. the month I guess and also about the womb space yes. right um, <laughs> so what is was there anything that has been really eye-opening for you as you were, you know, teaching, mm-hmm. as you have been teaching these topics in, in connecting to your own womb and then also helping women to mm-hmm. connect with theirs?
1: Yes, absolutely. So many things. Um, and the thing that just comes up first is right now is understanding that we have been conditioned to create from the mind, through the rational mind. Mm-hmm. and through this work I've just started to tap into my intuition much more and the intuition in the woman is not just related with the third eye the heart but also the womb space mm-hmm. and tapping into or like connecting with the sacred womb space and just honoring this you know power center within me allows me to connect to my intuition and to flow and to create from the womb space rather than from the mind and what is the difference between creating from the mind versus creating from the womb space um in my opinion or from my experience it's just a completely different feeling like this feeling of being in a flow state where things are just flowing like you know mm-hmm. you feel synchronicities you feel like oh wow i'm i'm just like i feel this rush of joy through my body when i do what i do when i create from the womb space and from the mind it's more like oof i need to do this and then i have like this Pro and Contra list maybe and I work from like, you know creating what would make sense and Mm -hmm. what is like the business aspect and you know all of that and Creating from the womb and like being connected to the womb just means being much more connected to my intuition and in the yoga practices that is mm, Very much the center of attention Mm -hmm. Connecting to the womb space and also flowing intuitively rather like have rather than having a structure from the mind um, more like you know, going from the intuition and, l- and letting your body move you, your breath move you. Do yeah. you
0: think that m- moving and creating from your intuition is, is helping you, the women, to kind of lean back and trust in life a little more? Oh, you know, so or well what, what are yeah. the, you know, I mean, of course it has benefits, but just in a way of how it changes the feeling and the behavior of, of you know, an embodied woman, what, what changes? Mm. What changes have you noticed maybe within yourself as you started creating from, you know, your home space and trusting that intuition more? How has it affected your, you know, how, how you act and how mm. you live?
1: Absolutely. Um, it's trust. Like, you just get so much, or that's what I experienced. Like, I just got so much more trust, trust in myself and also in in, you know, the universe that that all is fine and that my pacing is fine, that I don't need to do more and more and more and that I shouldn't be doing this and that and that, but being like understanding that I am enough, I'm doing enough, I'm having enough and that there is like less pressure of oh, and I need to do this and that and that because you know when you create pressure that's often a sign that you create from the mind. Um, and being connected more to into to your intuition means like as you said leaning back But not just you know, okay I'm just leaning back and I'm chilling here with my chocolate and my coffee and I'll just let life happen, <laughs> but really um, Understanding I I just I trust as surrender, but at the same time of course I'm doing so it's not just like oh, I'm just sitting here and letting life to come to me But um, more like I am interacting I'm co-creating I'm not just creating mm-hmm. but I'm co-creating with you know this universal and kind of. that's where the work with the cycle comes in right mm-hmm. because there's certain
0: times of uh, the menstrual cycle the moon cycle where it feels better to lean back and there are certain times where you are in your active state and they're supposed to create and actively you know go go outside
1: absolutely right yeah, it's also a core core aspect of these teachings you know to understand mm-hmm. the cycle and i feel in the In a Western world we we see menstruation and menstruation is this time of the month that is just, oof, I just have to get somehow through this and then I'm fine again. Um, But in every phase of the cycle there lies so much potential and you can actually take, like look at your cycle and and do project management according to your cycle, set wow. milestones according to your cycle. And when you start to do that, you start to see the potential of every phase, mm-hmm. also of the phase like the PMS phase, like the really like the phase everybody just doesn't like, and also the menstrual f- phase, but these are so like um, potent phases in our cycle that we that we often just um, neglect. Yeah. Mm. Makes a lot of sense.
0: Do you think that this work, and just becoming more aware to the cyclical nature and doing project management according to <laughs> your cycle... That's could my
1: big hope, and a big <laughs> dream yes. for this
0: world! Do you think this work could prevent women from getting, you know, female-related illnesses in their bodies, you know, like, um, and also all the issues with menstruation sexuality um, Mm. then the thyroid issues that are like an epidemic you know do you think that this work could actually
1: prevent Mm, I yeah it's so beautiful that you and you say that because I very much believe so yes Um, I think one big part of why there are so many um, womb related problems I would say is because um, we don't really talk about it and mm-hmm. we, we neglect it completely so when you suppress some something it just you know gets more power and it just this force becomes stronger and shows up in, in you know signs of like PMS or like the attention they right for yeah attention, and exactly yeah. and the more we suppress it um, the worse it becomes and just when we start to you know send to to put it into the center of attention to um, Bring positive energy to the center mm. we start to embrace it and we start to embrace our cyclical nature and when we start to learn how to live with that, I think we can really free ourselves from a lot of the of the you know gynecological problems that are out there right now
0: wow so mm-hmm. the the practices you teach and you offer are then very much considered a self care practice mm-hmm. right because it's caring for your nature your female nature to protect you not only to protect you to just like help you uh, be in tune with Mm -hmm. who you are Mm -hmm. right you know and what what falls under this category for you uh,
1: you know under the self-care practice Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's it comprises so many so many things but the first part would probably be just really understanding this because Um, especially coming from this very like mind-oriented world and rational approach we need to understand first often um, until we can integrate it so I would say understanding your cyclical nature is one of the biggest you know self-care things you can do to understand how how you function throughout the cycle and then you start even just by acknowledging that there's like this 1% rule even just just um integrating one percent living more according to your nature uh, to your cyclical nature might really help you might really bring you a benefit and mm-hmm. of course like yoga practices like breathing techniques you can you can work with yoga as pain management or like um self-care rituals that bring you closer to yourself mm-hmm. i would say yeah
0: Wow, so there's a lot of different tools that to to you suggest for the different times of the cycle. Mm. Right? Now I'm really curious how did you even get into that, right? Mm. Like coming from now a lot of experience, um, learning, studying and teaching from all over the world, I wonder where has this started, you know? When have you started to care about your female nature so much mm. um, as, of, you know, as you do now? Have you always lived like that or tell me about your your wild past a little bit
1: <laughs> Oh well no I have not lived that at all for such a long time like I I I also teach from my own experience because you know I've been there I was neglecting my psycho so much and I I was even you know trying to to hide it from myself <laughs> <laughs> really it was really I just didn't acknowledge it at all and um, I would say I was very much outward oriented for a long time of my life. Um, yeah, living in Miami for a while, having a crazy party life and just <laughs> really being on this other extreme of where I'm right now. and then um, because I was so disconnected from myself and from my, yeah, from my core, from my cycle, from my female nature. Um, I I started to go deeper and then that's where I discovered yoga. I actually discovered yoga in Miami and From there I I traveled to to South America and then to Asia and I did various teacher trainings and then I just Ended up in Bali and I knew when I was going to come to Bali I would stay here for a while and that's what happened. So I, I was working in this retreat center in the north coast and and that's where it actually really happened for me that mm-hmm. I understood, wow, I'm, I'm so much... Because the Balinese people are working with the moon so extremely, right? And I, I learned about their approach, how to how to live in tune with the moon. And then I got more into this, wow, the moon cycle and the menstrual cycle and my, my personal cycle and how it changes um, when I live more in tune with nature, which I did here in Bali. And then, um, yeah, I found, I found a teacher training that was very well fitting into my whole schedule and I just um yeah, dove in very deeply into this whole work, into women's self care mm. informed yoga and into working with the cycles and honestly my whole life has changed since that. <laughs> it's wow. really, um I feel so much more in tune and yeah, in love with myself even. That's
0: beautiful. Wow. Can you give me a few examples of like now and then that mm. that are just so different (laughs) you know uh, for example in your miami time how you would you know what you would do for your own self-care on a saturday morning for (laughs) example compared (laughs) to now whether the changes or how you nourish yourself and how you eat Mm. can you kind of give some now and then examples to make it like sure
1: yes it it was very 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 different because there was no self-care when i was um when i was in this very crazy outward-oriented Miami kind of life. Um, It was really just hmm, thinking of being female as just having like a very beautiful um, look from the outside, you know, it was not much work on the inside. So it was all just, you know, self-care would be going for pedicure and for manicure and having my hair done and, you know, having like super cool makeup and... And also even shopping (laughs) and buying high heels, you know, really just this um, kind of like, oh, I'm self-caring by doing fancy stuff that looks nice on the outside. And now it's really, you know, taking even, you know, pick or I would just never ever even go out without any makeup. When I was in Miami, even going to CVS just like for whatever or just for breakfast, I would always put makeup first thing in the morning, like put a lot of makeup and and now I just (laughs) I love being here completely without makeup and to um, to just start my day with meditation with chanting with with breathing with you know connecting to my womb space with doing like yoga practices um, and seeing self-care as something that brings me back home to myself to my real nature and not proving anyone that I'm you know good enough looking and looking and for confirmation from the outside so that Mm -hmm. was what I did a lot I was looking for a lot of confirmation um, because I couldn't give it to myself and Mm -hmm. understanding my own worth Like really I think for most women it's about remembering their own worth so that they're not looking for it outside and I feel like I was doing that for a long time looking for my worth outside looking for confirmation and um, getting confirmation through my looks and now I understand it's not at all about the looks, it's not at all about that, that I need to dress in a certain way or style in a certain way to feel enough, to feel worthy.
0: Wow, so your self-care has gone from externally oriented to internally oriented. oriented. Mm. It's very beautiful. I wonder now, have your like relationship changed, you know, Mm -hmm. as... Uh, You know before I guess you were very much focused on the external World view now you are focused so much on your inner world view how has You know relationships
1: with yourself with people around you and with nature overall changed Mm -hmm. It's a very beautiful question and I will start with nature because I just realized that also being here in Bali now I can just sit here and and watch, you know, little dragonflies and butterflies and the the lushness of the nature here and being so, like, in awe and, like, really admiring nature. And that's something I couldn't do, like, a couple of years ago. You know, I I did not even see nature. I was disconnected from nature. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, working with my cycles and understanding my my nature and the nature around me and that it's all one made me or allowed me to connect with nature again Mm -hmm. um and relationship with myself obviously yes 100 percent, yes it changed very much um i i would say that i am still on this journey of self-love that we probably all are um but i've come so much further and i was I would say I was very much disconnected to myself as well for a long time. And relationship with others, it's... um, Yeah, what about men? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would first talk about friendships because I I really feel, of course, you you lose a lot of people in your life. You lose a lot of friends in your life along this journey because you just change so much. Mm -hmm. And then there are these people that... just really also honor your journey and are still totally um you know supporting you in in whatever whatever you're doing and then there are others that you lose and that's absolutely fine and i would say that i've lost a couple of people in through that journey um and that's absolutely fine because they they were there for a reason for a while and then you move on and then there are others that are always always there no matter where they are in their life and no matter where I am, but they are still supporting. And and that's, I think, a beautiful dynamic of life. And then you meet so many noor- n- new people that, you know, inspire you and, and reach What you about are. your romantic relationships? And that was my main question. That was my main question, <laughs> of <laughs> of <course>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping the, the most important <laughs>
0: one for the last. <laughs> last
1: but not least. I was just um, mm-hmm. thinking,
0: you know, because... Yes. It, it must change in, in your behaviour oh, yes. with you know how you mm. relate to your own body and also when you go into real romantic <laughs> relationship. <laughs> you must relate different to men as well. Absolutely. So yes. how has it changed
1: for you and for the men? Tell us yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the interesting part is that I've been in, in a relationship now for the past years and this man he has really um, you know how you say witnessed this whole journey from me being this Miami party girl to me being here now. And it's just so interesting through what we've gone together because obviously like, <laughs> he even sometimes says, Oh, wow, I know so many Victorias because <laughs> um, that's what it really is. I, I think I've just, um, you know, revealed so many different facets of my being, and I'm so absolutely deep re- deeply grateful for, for him supporting me on this journey like 100 percent of course we've had our ups and downs and I've been traveling a lot of the time that we've been together Um, but he's been supporting me so much and also um, seeing me grow from this you Mm -hmm. know very like outward orientation to this like more empowered and self-loving person and as I learned how to love myself I think I really also learned so much more what it means to love others unconditionally and not just from from a hurt place and I need somebody to complete me but to really love myself first and this has been like really also a journey of self-love mm-hmm. and um, so it's changed like I'd say 180 degrees yeah. <laughs> so do you think your relationship now is is
0: more deeper more vulnerable mm-hmm. more honest what what mm-hmm. what is it like is it more you mm you feel like you can show yourself like raw and and are accepted or mm. what is the like the, the major thing that now really holds you in this relationship
1: mm. um i've definitely i would definitely say that I can be much more raw I think I've always mm, shown a lot of myself mm-hmm but now I really know myself so much better, so I can, you know, show much more um, and also communicate much more what's actually going on, because how, how would you ever communicate something you don't know? Right. And um, so that was really a major change. And also that um, I feel very, very grateful and very blessed that, that he, could, he, he could hold the space for me throughout this time. Because it's been like a lot of development and... Um, I would say that this was to a certain degree only possible also because somebody was there holding this space right totally so does he understand
0: well? more about cycles as well <laughs> oh, because yeah. you said the whole knowledge and wisdom and learning about it has empowered you but it must have empowered him to mm-hmm. understand who you are because mm-hmm. like you pointed out before sometimes we act in a certain way of, uh, as a woman we don't know why Right? Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot of things going on and we sometimes don't have a reason for it even. So I feel like knowledge about our bodies, is, is education is really empowering. So has it empowered him to understand you more, you know, on mind, body, soul, all levels? Oh, yeah. Or what yeah. is the thing, do you think, like, for him that has just, like, wowed
1: him <laughs> in this process? Um, hmm. What, what wowed him? First, I wanted to, to mention something, um, <laughs> some funny, um, yeah, anecdote that also shows a little bit about how he's, you know, interacting with my cycle. Um, <laughs> so in you know this like time before menstruation when when often we have this like feeling oh my god i'm in this very very deep hole under the ground and i will never ever get out of there even Mm -hmm. and you know i'm just i want to just hide and cry all day (laughs) i mean okay i'm exaggerating now but you know we have these like just changing emotions before menstruation and so whenever this shows up now (laughs) and i would tell him or he just you know, he, he senses it. He would say, "Oh, are we in autumn right now?" <laughs> 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 and for for all of you, autumn is like you know um, the season of the premenstrual phase um and that's also something i can totally recommend every woman and every man and all relationships to talk about this where you are in your cycle and to not just understand yourself but to allow your partner to understand where you are so because then they can also understand you more and also um take this into consideration so
0: you told so him, "Yes, I'm in autumn. The leaves <laughs> are falling off the tree. It's getting dark outside. I'm under the blanket. Leave me alone." Yes. Something like that, and he acknowledges it now.
1: He does. And <laughs> time he said, "Well, and in your in your deepest winter, you will discover your summer." <laughs> so he's just also
0: wow, yeah. <laughs>
1: just very funny.
0: That's very beautiful. Oh, yes. I mean, I I honor that very much in relationships and men especially that that urge also to know about you know the female cycle i think it Mm -hmm. it creates a lot deeper relationships on all levels you know if it's emotional um energetic or even you know sexual because you just communicate on a different level and you can Mm -hmm. give and take really what you need and what you
1: can give wow yes absolutely and also exploring like sexuality from a totally different angle than, than we do in our western world is, is something that's very much related also to this whole work. Mm-hmm. So do you think so you
0: can now communicate better what, what you need as you know a woman? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially when we talk about sexuality, there's certain pictures out there that we think we need to fit in as women. Mm-hmm. And there's no real education, Absolutely. you know, about it, about our pelvis, about menstruation when we grow up. So mm. I feel like when we start engaging with men on a deeper level, we very often have no idea what we want. Absolutely. And we, we want what the man wants, right? Yeah. And then we're happy. <laughs> and I mean, am I alone with this? This was <laughs> me when I was like, I don't know, in my first sexual... Um, no, abs- yeah. you know, relations. Absolutely. I was just thinking,
1: okay, this and is how it works. Absolutely, and that's that's a whole topic even for itself, like this whole ta- topic about yes, the Xbox po- podcast on sexuality, but what you say is so true, like there is this like, s- certain picture and everything, like also how, how mm, we as, as a society, I would say live sexuality right now is very often and very much um, influenced by pornography Mm -hmm. And by what, what you know, men want, and also women not really understanding how would they because there's no education, but not understanding what they want and need, and also understanding that women and men function completely differently sexually, like different, one (laughs) hundred percent. Just you know, looking at this and that, we are trying to fit in a very masculine and. Male approach towards sexuality just you know says so much, and that's what probably most women have experienced some at some point throughout their lives. That we just try to mm. fit in this you know picture.
0: That can you give me like one little red pill of, like how exactly <laughs> they function so differently? Mm. Like an example. Mm.
1: So um how would, how do I describe this best? So, From an energy perspective. Um, The the whole no actually I give you a picture that I really that I just love and then I go from there (laughs) So there is there is um, this one book from sherry winston, which I can just recommend every single person Um, It's called women's anatomy of arousal and there she says so if you look at you know You're in this like plane and then you see the cockpits and they're like all these like different um things to, you know, to do and there's so many different buttons and, you know, like completely overwhelming even. You don't know what to do and where to go. And that's how a woman works sexually. And then how should a man <laughs> ever figure that out? <laughs> and the man, and then there is this like, you know, one little button that just says on and off. <laughs> That's how the man functions, actually. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it's just, you know, like, a very sweet, like, little metaphor, because um, there is just so much, you know, even if you look at the genitalia, the men's genitalia is just, like, very obvious outside. The women's genitalia is, is all inside. Kind of hidden, it's huh? uh, yeah. Kind of hidden. And, you know, we have as much... Um, erectile tissue as men do it's just more hidden inside and in so many different places you know from perineum to like the um yeah just uh, so many different places we're not gonna go too much into this now and just understanding that there's so many different ways to for engorgement um and we can have the exact or we do have the exact same erectile or like amount of erectile tissue you just don't see it And it's just so much more complex.
0: I like that picture. It's so (laughs) eye-opening with the cockpit. I love it, too. I love that. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for so many um, beautiful insights about you and your work. Um, Mm. To finish off and before we go... Have coffee <laughs> <laughs> and cake. And, and cake. <laughs> I just want you to ask, maybe mm-hmm. like a last thing that you want to share with the listeners. Any you know, little medicine from your own story or anything that you recommend for these times for for women, and men.
1: Mm, for these times specifically, mm-hmm. well, mm, I think the most important first entry point of this whole work is really tapping into the cycles, the cyclical nature of women, understanding, oh, wow, I do not function every day the same way. I do function in cycles. And there is, mm, there is a reason to, yeah, why I'm feeling differently every day, basically. So really tapping into the cycles. That's, that's probably... The most important thing. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for thank you. So this much conversation. very inspiring. Mm. And your website infos are going to be in the podcast uh, information here below. And I hope we speak soon again. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you so much.